0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, on God Amen. I am uh, very happy to be with you today in uh, your high school convention. Uh, And also I am very happy to see this number is attending and as well as all the Blessed Fathers around you here. It's time actually for fellowship It's time to see one another, encourage one another. It's time also to experience the fatherhood of the beloved fathers around you. I want each one of you during this convention, before you leave, to meet with your spiritual father, to give you guidelines and to give you some helpful uh, instruction how to start the new year, that will start in a few days, so your life will be dedicated to Christ and also it's time for to give an account of your stewardship, an account for your life, to repent and to confess and all of you, I want you to partake of the Holy Communion during uh, this time I know your schedule has liturgy every day, midnight praises every day. So benefit from this spiritual time together. Also, the theme of this convention is about identity. I am Christian, I am Orthodox, and I'm Coptic. So today we will speak about I am Orthodox. So when we say I am Orthodox, what does this mean to you? I like to explain the word Orthodox first, what does it mean? And then the history, because you during know, the time of the Lord Jesus Christ in the early church, in the first century, second century, there was no called Orthodox or Catholic or some or evangelical. These are recent terms. So let's understand how actually this developed. The word orthodox, dox, also has, as she said, means great or the right way. Dox means glory. As you say, doxology. So orthodox is the correct way or the right way or the proper way To glorify God. So, orthodoxy is not about only doctrines, but about your life. Have to glorify God in your life in the proper way. What does it mean, the proper way? It means according to what God actually has planned to be right, not according to what you perceive as right. Right? For example, how many of you have driving license? Okay, very good. Big number. So if you are driving and the sixth is a speed limit is 60. But you are saying, you know what? I think the right way to drive on this road should be eight. And then you start driving eight. Do you think when the couple will pull you over? I tell him I believe you should drive eight years, if you just okay. <laughs> so you need to drive according to the rules that the traffic actually set for you. In the same way when we glorify God, we need to glorify God according to the rules that God has set for us. That is the right way to glorify God. But if I say I should glorify God in this way not according to how you want us to glorify Him as if you are driving 80 and 60. So you are not actually glorifying God in the right way. So when we say glorify God or the proper way of glorifying God means we actually worship God as He wants us to worship Him. Let me just give you a small example. If God wants us, to we worship Him, to use incense, it is a the But I decided, no, I'm not going to use incense in, in worship. Am I going to find God in the right way? No. I'm going to find God according to what I perceive it is right, not according to what God said for me to be right. If God wants me, to honor the sins, to be read them, and to ask their intercession, but I say no, I'm not going to honor the sins or ask their intercession. Do you think you are going to God in the right way? No. Etc, etc. So glorifying God in the right way means according to His plan that He revealed to us, according to His economy that He revealed to us, not according to actually what we believe is right. Okay? That is the world orthodoxy. Let me give you a quick summary before I speak how to glorify God in the right way. So I give you a quick summary about history. From the first century until year 451. 451. So that is the middle of the fifth century. All the churches were right with one church. There was no division. There was no Catholic, Protestant, Orthodox, everything were one. Right? So all the churches worship together. All the churches will refer to that in the same way. There was no split. The first split happened in year four 51 451. There was a council called the and in this council there was a split. Whether you know Jesus is perfectly human and perfect divine. Whether these two natures were united together in one unique picture or not united together. So either we believe you know thesis. But physics means nature. So, Dio means two. So, Dio thesis means two natures. Mea thesis means one nature. One from two. You know? So, that is the first display. Some churches said no. These two natures are united together. Mea physics. Some churches said no. They are not united together. Dying pieces. Two so natures and one nature. What do you think? Are we men or dying? Layna pieces. Layna pieces. Right. As you hear it in, in the liturgy, at the end of the liturgy, Abuna, what he says, speaks about the humanity, and he says, he made it one. So the with this divinity, but without three things: without meaning, without confusion, and without a lot of Very good, and a lot of very good. Without confusion or many or a Very good. So now the churches became two groups in 451. Two groups. One group believed in many Jesus, and one group believed in Diocese. Right? Then another split happened in <coughs> the 11th century. 11th century. The other split, because of the procession of the Holy Spirit. But this split happened among the, the Diopheses, Diophysites, not among in the sites. So, some group said, the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father only. Some groups said, Proceed from the Father and the Son together. Okay. We, the elementary Do you believe the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father only? Or from the Father and the Son? Father, Father only. Very good. <laughs> Father only. You can read it in John chapter 15. John, that's it, John chapter 15. John 15. So by the, by the 11th century, you have three groups. Three groups. Group, believe in main thesis and procession of the Father only, that's us. Another group, believe in dial thesis and procession from the Father only. Third group, believe from dial thesis and believe from the Father only. It's the Holy Spirit who teaches from the Father and the Son. So it's confusing now, very confusing to tell you, you know, I am a Christian, believe in two natures, and believe in the procession of the Holy Spirit from the Father and the Son. That's why it's tough for each group to take a title. A title. So now, we have three titles. The first title for the mere thesis, besides, and believe in the Holy Spirit to proceed from the Father only like us, we call them Oriental Orthodox. Oriental Orthodox. The other group believes in two natures and proceed from the Father only, two natures to proceed nature, Father only, Eastern Orthodox. Eastern Orthodox. Third group, who believes in two natures a position from the Father and the Son these are the Catholics. Right? So we can say Orthodox are two families, Oriental and Eastern. Oriental and Eastern. Is there a difference between the Oriental and Eastern, Regarding the Holy Spirit? No. Because both of them believe the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father only. But the difference? Around what? Around many pieces or? Noises. Mm-hmm. And then the rest, in 16th century, the Lutheran Church split, and before them, the Anglican Church split from the Catholic, and the Protestant split from the Catholic, etc. And now, approaching to have so many denominations. Uh, but what actually, but I want you to understand where what is the history of the Orthodox Church to know our history. We are actually believing in one nature, the Ephesus, and the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father. Okay. What does it mean to be glorifying God in the right way? Actually, I have so many points here, I hope to cover all of them, but I will try to cover the most important points. Number one, to be an Orthodox means to be a disciple. To be a disciple. The Orthodox Church is a church of discipleship. Even the Lord said, if you want to be my disciple, and the followers of Jesus Christ, we call them the disciples. And in the book of Acts, when it actually read the word the "disciples" in the book of Acts, means the believers. But to whom actually I should be a disciple? Number one, I am a disciple of the church. The church that you know in the Greek to say. In one only holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, Catholic means University, not the Roman Catholic. So we are disciples of the Church. What what does it mean to be a the Church? Which came first, the Church or the Scripture? The New Testament comes first, or the Church comes first? Definitely. This is the church which is the assembly of the medieval. It started before the New Testament. Because, because the New Testament was written during the 1st century. And that book was written around 90 century, by the end of the 1st century. So the church actually existed before the scripture, before the Bible, before the New Testament. And actually, there are many non-canonical books. Non-canonical, I not right. Who decided to accept, for example, the Gospel of Matthew and to reject the Gospel of Barnabas? Who decided this? Who decided this? The Church. Right? So, to say I am a disciple means I am a disciple. to the church. If the church told me the gospel of Barnabas is false, is wrong, I will not accept it. If the church told me the gospel of Mark is accurate, I will accept it. Because the church is inspired and led by the Holy Spirit. The church is inspired and led by the Holy Spirit decided what are the canonical books and what are the non-canonical books. But after the church decided on the canonical and non-canonical books, did the church submit to the Bible, to the Word of God. Meaning, if somebody today came with a teaching different than what's in the scripture, the church rejected And this is the point of discipleship that I want to explain to you. We are disciples to the church, and also our disciples to the word word of God, to the word word of God in the scripture. Once the church decided, this is the actual uh, gospel, this is the actual Bible, now we submit content of the for the Bible. For example, the Bible says homosexuality is sin. Can we say it's not? If we are Orthodox, if we are true disciples of the church, and through disciples of the scripture, should we say yes or no? no, no, no. Definitely, it is true. Right? Because the Bible, that is discipleship. So, discipleship, to be a to you mean to be. A disciple means, a disciple means the church is disciplining you. And the whole scripture also is disciplining you. And the word "disciplining" you disciple from the word "discipline." Disciple from the word "discipline." So what actually shapes you is the word of God and the church, the church teaching, the church canons, what the councils of the church decided, especially the ecumenical councils, and also. That on an individual basis, to be an Orthodox, you need have a spiritual father. To be a disciple, you a spiritual father. To discipline you, to guide you, to make you walk step by step in your spiritual journey. Number two, to be an Orthodox means to follow the sound doctrine, as you say, to follow the sound doctrine. This split happened in the church. Happened because some people adopted wrong doctrine. And I cannot say it's okay, if you can believe in the position of the Holy Spirit from the Father and the Son, or I believe from the Father only, that's okay. You can still be friends. You can still be one. No, you cannot be one. Based, or not based on what this was the scripture, St. Paul in Galatians in his letter to Galatians, chapter 1, he said, if an angel, an angel, came to you and preached other doctrines to you, let them be accursed, let them be excommunicated. And St. John, St. John, the apostle of love, who actually, his letters revolving around the world of love, St. John said, if anyone, comes to you with a different teaching, don't receive him in your home, don't greet him, if you greet him you participate in his leading teach. And I read this in the letter of Then, yes, we love everyone, but when it comes to the, the, the doctrines, because doctrines, what do you believe, mandate your conduct, how you live. Again, what you believe, Mandly how you conduct your life, how you live. That's why if, if I have wrong belief system, this actually will influence how the way I conduct my life, how the way I live. Right? If you believe in it, if anybody uh, disappointed you, you should cut it off completely from the life. You never begin your portfolio. that's a belief system that actually mandates your behavior, your conduct. But if you believe if somebody, you know, disappointed me, but he or she repented, and back to me, I will accept her instead of God and forgive her, forgive me. This belief system will actually mandate your behavior. So doctrines. But to be an orthodox means to, to have the sound doctrine. And we have no fellowship or no union with somebody who has wrong doctrine, false beliefs, beliefs that are not biblical, beliefs that the church said this is right. Do you agree on this? Also, some doctrine means we are a sacramental church. Sacramental means we believe in sacraments. Because sacraments, or more accurately, mysteries, mysteries. The sacraments or the mysteries actually are the tools in which I am united with God. I have fellowship with God. I am one with God through the Mystics. Now the main difference between the Protestant and the the Orthodox Church is the sacraments. We don't need the sacraments. But sacraments are very essential for your own salvation. Without baptism, and actually you get rid of the corrupted nature. Paul in first Corinthians chapter 15 said it is impossible for corruption to inherit incorruption. So if I am still with corrupt nature, how can I inherit the incorruption? The eternal life. So, sacraments are very important. And since the sacraments are (laughs) done in the church, That's why, as St. John Chrysostom said, there is no salvation outside the church. No salvation outside the church. That's why we look at the church like the Ark of Noah. Because only those inside the Ark will see, but those outside the Ark will not see. So, there is no salvation outside the church because inside the church, actually, we receive the Holy Sacraments. And holy sacraments are essential to uh, my salvation. Number three, so I said, to be an Orthodox means to be a disciple. Number two, to be Orthodox means uh, to follow the same doctrine. And uh, before I go to the number three, there's, okay, so there's a useful picture for Pope uh, in, in which actually he explained have orthodoxy in the middle uh, situation between two extremes. One extreme is protestant and one extreme is Catholic. Yeah. As, as you explained in your hands. They yeah. think that protestant, protest. What, what protest means? To object. Okay, protestant. Came from Orthodox or from Catholic? Catholic. 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 So the from were against which denomination, which group? Catholic. Catholic. So let me explain to you what happened. Let us and there is a straight line from Christ to right hand. So this is straight line here is the Orthodox Church. Right? What happened? The Roman Catholic start to drift from this circumstance. To take an extreme. Let me give an example of the extreme. As she said the imagined conception of St. Mary. She said St. Mary was born without the original sin. The infallibility of the Pope. He said the Pope is infallible. Primacy of people. Peter is of the digital digital also. Medical is the same in order for example to get into a middle school you need to have a score in the cat say my son of his score 1500 that is the, the score, the minimum score to get into medical middle school but what if you have to get the 1600 so you have 100 points extra you can get 600 points so a person who scored 1400 so she can become 1500 and get into school. Can we do this? <laughs> no, definitely. They said that's the merits of the same. Saint. The saints actually performed many works more than what's required to get into heaven just the merits. So I can get from the merits of St. Peter or St. Mary and give to somebody who is actually uh, not a good fighters like St. or St. Peter or, or St. Andrew etc. But the Arabians can improve their score to the player. And you can purchase these merits from Rome. So if you want to have merits for uh, 10 days or 100 days, just pay for them and you'll get this merit. Of the Pope, not his roots, etc., etc. Uh, indulgences are uh, uh, salvation by faith. Some say Saint Mary something. You say Saint Mary is a mother of God, we can emerate her, but she needs salvation like anyone else. She says, My Lord might my soul might defy the Lord my Savior. He said the Pope. support. For some said, no, this rule. He said, there is this rule, but we are falible. The, the Asha trigger is to be. They are called the menace of the scenes. My intercession, definitely of this church, that would know there is something called menace of the scenes. But we can ask the intercession to intercede on our behalf. Etc. So when actually you study Catholicism, Protestantism, you will find there are two images of one coin but in the middle you will find the Orthodox Church in the middle, between two the It's a beautiful lecture uh, for Pope Shenouda, it's in Arabic, so Jan, I encourage you to let us know understand that. Another point, what does it mean to be Orthodox? Orthodox also also to be orthodox in your worship. In worship, we worship around the altar. We worship in the church. That's a communal worship. But there is another type of worship, is individual worship in your inner room. So, the worship for an orthodox believer is both communal, family and individuals you have your own prayer, your own relationship with God you're in your room also you pray with your family so why should I replace my family because the Lord said two or three are better than one and said if two pray together or gather in my name I will be in ten minutes. so why do you lose such gift so to pray together to try to give your hands, And also there is a communal prayer when we come to the church or something like this and we we'll pray together. We to pray together. And the worship in the church, we call it liturgical worship. Liturgical. Work of the community, of the people. So it's not individual, it's not soul. But we praise together. We praise together. I was very, very impressed when you were saying this model. We we are praising together. My soul was lifted up together. I just, I I heard all of you pray together. This is a liturgical worship. The liturgical worship all of you participated with zeal, with emphasis. So, this is the liturgical worship. Can I go and pray a by himself? myself? Can a Buddha and a deacon pray liturgy by themselves? No. Can a Buddha and a deacon and a third person pray liturgy by themselves? Yes. Yes. No. So at least we have a Buddha and a deacon and people, congregation, even represented by one, to pray liturgy. But sometimes we cannot pray a liturgy. So this is a liturgy. It is a liturgy. Also in our worship, we celebrate fasts and feasts. Both, fast and peace. The when I am fasting, there is a when we fast together, all of us who fast together. And this is you we can fast by ourselves. Of course, with the guidance to the spiritual power, that we can in will fast this 10 days, 3 days. But the communion task actually increases the bond between all of us, With all of us who pray and fast together. And also, uh, we all have to celebrate feasts together. Like I was making a movie, the resurrection, the death. All of us, we celebrate feasts together. And in our worship, also, there is, we use incense, we use icons, we use candles. Have the incense in, the, in, in, in heaven? If you read the book of Revelation. The there image of instances of the Yes. Yes. So there is of course not physical like ours, but there is incense. You know? Sh- sh- should we use items in our uh, website? Yes. Wow. Yes. But this is a uh command link of the Bible. It says don't we have an image, second commandment, the thick command. <laughs> <laughs> So, this commandment is not about having just an like image. The land is this commandment not to worship them. We are not worshiping the icons. We are not worshiping the icons. Otherwise, we are be either worshipers. We are not worshiping the icons. In the tabernacle of meeting, there was uh, icons or not? When you study this tabernacle of meeting, Hatlek on the veil uh, can see. The image of Cherubim was, was, was made actually on on veil. Uh, on so here the, the, the second commandment is not about not having icons, but don't worship the icons. <laughs> I I'll stop here. But there are more actually to know about what does it mean to be authorized. But I am very pleased your knowledge by your or by your action, learning, you really should forever and forever.